Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. So we spent a lot of that first hour talking about the unsealed documents related to Jeffrey Epstein and his island and his planes. And uh, we will go back to that go back to that throughout the course of the show and we'll take your calls on it. But right now I'm really excited because Claudine Gay has been in the news quite a bit lately and it was announced that she is resigning as the president from Harvard and the first person I thought of in this situation is Adam Gallette from Accuracy in Media who has been kind enough to keep us updated on the doxing truck, as people like to call it, that's been in several universities, Harvard, uh, he's been everywhere with this truck, but Harvard really, Adam, I would say, was what started it all for you. Well, it certainly did this year. You know, we went after Berkeley Law and their anti-Semitic student groups in the fall of 2022. But nothing has been as big, nothing has been as bad as what we've seen in Cambridge. Yeah, so now you get the news that Claudine Gay is resigning. And I, I heard that you guys actually have some more trucks ready to go to actually assist Claudine Gay with this move. That's exactly right. I'm actually at Harvard Yard right now where we have our mobile billboard along with two U-Haul moving trucks because, after all, it's moving day for Claudine Gay. (laughs) I'm sure she loves seeing those. Now, Adam, I do have to ask you, um, I want to talk a little bit about her op-ed in the New York Times because I'm not surprised at this point when people, especially Democrats, play the victim in certain situations. But This takes it to a whole nother level. So Claudine Gay is not only not accepting accountability for her disastrous congressional hearing testimony, but also for her plagiarism. Did you see this op-ed in The New York Times? And can we get your reaction? Yeah, I mean, it's exactly what you would expect from someone like that. And it's amazing that she gets to play the marginalized victim card. We should all be such a victim that we get paid $900,000 annually even after we get demoted. What a great victim. Yeah, and the other part of this, Adam, that I wanted to get your take on is that, so obviously Christopher Rufo and other conservatives have been, like yourself, have been pouncing and seizing and weaponizing on the anti-Semitism at Harvard, and now you've had success. Claudine Gay is resigning, um, and a lot of conservatives are saying, look at this is a great victory for us. But then there are other people who are saying it can't stop here, and Bill Ackman's one of those people. He's actually now focusing on the board that got Claudine Gay uh, elect, not elected, but chosen as president of Harvard. Do you have any plans with these trucks to now start focusing on the university's governing body? You know, really for us, having people fired, you know, it's fun on a kind of juvenile and personal level. It's fun to see that happen. But the ultimate goal is to curb bad behavior. And we've had a lot of people who've gotten fired because of our activism and our investigative journalism in the past year. We've had equity officers in K-12 education. We had the dean of DEI at Stanford Law. But the ultimate goal really is and must be to deter this bad anti-Semitic behavior. Because when these people get fired, they generally get replaced by somebody just as bad, only smart enough to keep their mouth shut. 
So the goal really has to be accountability for students. And if the students won't be held accountable for their anti-Semitism by the administration, then there must be accountability for the administration as well. That's where we come in. Now, obviously, the plagiarism ended up being, I think, the thing that really, uh, you know, ended Claudine Gay's tenure at Harvard, historically short tenure at Harvard. But you started this because of that congressional hearing. And I just wanted to read you, Adam, how in this New York Times op-ed, how Claudine Gay described those questions from Elise Stefanik. She said, and at a congressional hearing last month, I fell into a well-laid trap. A well-laid trap, Adam. What part of Elise Stefanik's questions do you think rise to the level of a well-laid trap? I mean, there's no doubt that, you know, congressmen, politicians, they grandstand for attention. So that part of it, to a degree, there's some truth to it. But to suggest that it's a trap, to suggest that there are no good answers to that question is ridiculous. It's morally outrageous. Now, what really bothered me with the testimony is them claiming to say, well, we allow this kind of thing because we're for free speech, as if Harvard is a place where free speech can flourish. They are the lowest on the rankings for free speech of all the universities in America. So it's insultingly, condescendingly obnoxious for someone like that to claim that they were merely allowing the anti-Semitism because they support free speech. That's a disgusting lie. Yeah. And Adam, you know, you are someone who you just mentioned, you said, oh, it's it's fun to see someone get fired in juvenile and, you know, it, it makes us feel good. But there are some people who are and I would be curious what your response to this would be. There are people now on the left saying, I thought the right was against cancel culture. And now you're trying to cancel someone. And Christopher Rufo, who I think played a huge part in this and, you know, deserves to take a victory lap when it comes to Claudine Gay, he actually had a piece where he explained, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, I have it here. He said, how we squeezed Harvard to push Claudine Gay out. And he received criticism from people who were saying, or or maybe that he was giving away the game too much, or it was too obvious that he was strategizing to try to take her down. And now he he wants to take down the, the governing board. Do you think that, I I guess, what would your argument be if someone says, I thought you were against cancel culture and now you're going on this witch hunt against people who you disagree with? Well, you know, we set up our action alert at HarvardHatesJews.com where people were able to send one message that went to all of the board of trustees at Harvard. And we do that sort of thing all the time for bad colleges. Never did I see the response that we got for Harvard. In the days immediately after that testimony, 6,000 people the first day without any ad spend used our action alert, 5,000 the next day. And what that really says to me is overwhelmingly Americans were against what they saw in those hearings. So if Americans on their own chose to act and send their own message to the board of trustees, that's not cancel culture. That's people speaking their mind to the trustees about what they think is happening on what is supposed to be the nation's premier campus. And if the trustees chose to act based on that, you know, that's not cancel culture. That's them acting in what they think is the best PR interest of a university that saw 17 percent decline in applications. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Adam, I wanted to talk about another part of this story. I mean, there's so many tentacles now coming out of this Claudine Gay story. And one of them that I don't think is getting as much attention, and maybe it's the Epstein big story of the day, the reason why this is getting kind of pushed aside. But this is from the New York Post. It says, Harvard Corporation under fire for keeping secrets to protect Claudine Gay. And in it says they threatened the New York Post in a 15-page bullying letter from bare-knuckled law firm uh, and clear 
to not post this, to not accuse her of plagiarism. Why do you think they were so hell-bent on keeping gay? Because as my producer had pointed out a while ago, the plagiarism part of this was kind of their out. Like, okay, yeah, you guys chose somebody and and she is, you know, anti-Semitic, but you want to stand by her. But then you get these accusations of plagiarism and you almost think they would say, phew, okay, sorry, we can't keep you on, you plagiarized. Instead, they send their lawyers to start bullying the New York Post that they can't publish these accusations, which turned out to be true. Why do you think they were going to bat for her so hard? Well, listen, these are the people who selected her. These are the people on her side. These are the people who thought that somebody who created DEI programs should be running America's premier university. So not only did they not want to accept that they made a horrible mistake, I don't think they believe that they made a mistake in hiring her. So absolutely, they wanted to keep on uh, someone who was clearly not up for the job. They obviously wanted to keep her on because they thought she was the right person for it. It's just that the American people disagreed, and so did their applicants. I'm speaking with Adam Gillette from Accuracy in Media. And Adam, I don't think this is going to come as a huge shock to you, but the mayor of Boston, who was recently in the news for hosting a segregated holiday party, she is now blaming racial bias for Claudine Gay's downfall. And I wanted to play the cut here. Jared, this is from um, Java with Jimmy, some sort of show. And this is what she had to say about the Claudine Gay situation. You know, I think I agree. She's even personally said that the words that were used in different settings were not the the best ones that could have been used. And I think anyone who's in a position of leadership um, has a growth curve and a learning curve. And, you know, just a few months in to be in a, a role like that um, takes a lot. And I don't think anyone, again, is trying to defend certain aspects of what happened, but it's hard not to put the whole picture together and to look at the dynamics of what happened and how um, personally this was uh, based, how, mm-hmm. how much the how much sort of racial bias was definitely connected to this and how much this, you know, people are saying, oh, people are now questioning the entire um, hiring process and this and that. Well, you know, there are many, many times before when... Um, Okay, we, we've had yeah. enough. But Adam, my, my thing here is, why is she conflating, questioning the hiring process of someone who clearly turned out to be a fraud and a liar with racism? Well, what does that have to do with racism? And, and why is it definitely clear that there's a racial bias just because Claudine Gay plagiarized? How is that racism's fault? Well, give her some more credit. The segregationist mayor of Boston is clearly an expert in racial discrimination. She practices <laughs> it herself. So, you know, honestly, we might have to defer to her on this matter. My gosh. But it's disgusting to watch them play the race card when that's what created this issue in the first place. They have a major issue with anti-Semitism on their campus. And rather than dealing with that, rather than dealing or responding to the anti-Semitism, they just play the victim card. They just play the race card on their own. Well, how about the race of Jews on their campus who are being discriminated against and treated horribly every day? How about the, uh, the group of Jews on their campus that have... 30 student groups that signed a proclamation that was overtly anti-Semitic, where they chant things like, from the river to the sea, an ethnic cleansing slogan. What about that race? When are they going to come out for that one and help them out? Yeah, and to your point, on MSNBC, on CNN, on so many of these publications like AP, they've all been rushing to the defense of Claudine Gay and claiming there's you know racist dog whistles and all of this. And you're right, those same people and those same networks and those same organizations have been very silent when it comes to October 7th. 
Yeah, that's it. The only time they've talked about October 7th is when they come out with ridiculous reports that later turn out to be untrue, like CNN rushing to report on the hospital attack where the numbers were overestimated, and it turns out it was a rocket that came from Hamas. These are wretched people who put politics far before race. They'll throw any racial group under the bus if it suits their own political interests. Race is merely a tool for them to advance their own political agenda. It's disgusting that rather than having a real ideological, intellectual debate with these people, they merely try to play the race card. Adam Gallette, we always appreciate your time because I know you're very busy. Where can people, you know, go to learn more about you and what you're doing? Sure. Our website is aim.org, AIM.org. Accuracy in Media is incredibly active on all of the social media platforms. And of course, we're out in Harvard Yard today with our U Haul moving trucks and our mobile billboard because it is moving day for Claudine Gay. Yes, indeed. And a lot of our texters are congratulating you on your good work, Adam, and, you know, everyone at Accuracy in Media. Keep up the fight. All right. We will be right back. We're going to take your calls on Claudine Gay. I'm going to read a little bit from her New York Times op-ed. Jared, get the violin ready because this is a sob story like you've never heard before. She is the victim of a well-laid trap, which I think is now, I don't know what I like better. So Mayor Wu says it was a gotcha moment. She says it was a well-laid trap. I don't know which one. I mean, both of them don't make any sense here. The question was, do you condemn, does Harvard condemn the genocide of, or calling for the genocide of Jews? Does it, does it meet or break the Harvard's uh, free speech policies? And that's the well-laid trap. That's the, that's the question that was the undoing of Claudine Gay. That was the tough question that she was asked. So we'll talk about that. We'll take your calls. 484 says, Grace, I never saw anything funny about anyone getting the boot for any reason. Well, that's where we differ, I guess. Because <laughs> I do think that if she, if, she, if she came forward right now and said, I'm so sorry I plagiarized. I'm so sorry about my response. I feel terrible. I Then I would agree with you. But... She's not sorry. None of, none of these people from the left who get in trouble for their own mistakes, they never apologize. There's no shame here. It's like somehow I'm supposed to apologize. Claudine Gay plagiarized and she refused to basically refuse to condemn anti-Semitism. And somehow I'm supposed to apologize. Somehow I'm the bad guy in all this or Adam Gillette's the bad guy or Jared Diggler. No, 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 no. So, yeah. I'm sorry if I'm not, like, shedding tears over Claudine Gay having to leave her uh, her job at Harvard. And still keep her other job at yeah, Harvard. she's going to be gonna okay. Get a bucks. Don't worry. She's still going to be okay. Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Dr. Houghton of Perfect Smiles is a superb architect. When it comes to dentistry, he is the best at what he does. He fixes your teeth and your smile. But what he really does is he builds the self-confidence of his patients. We are into 2024. And I've been telling you guys for a while now that when you are proud of your smile, it can it's a game changer. Because everywhere you go, you feel better. When you talk to people, you feel better. It builds confidence in your everyday life, whether it's professional or personal. And I just think it's a great thing. And especially with my listeners, um, I've met so many of you. I think the the way people tend to operate is to put themselves last and to worry about everybody else. And if that's you, if, if you resonate with that, I'm here to tell you that when you do something good for yourself, everybody benefits. It, it, it's like Joe Biden's economy. What does he say? He says, helps everybody, hurts nobody, 
That's that is true in this case. It helps everybody because you're going to feel better. You're going to be a happier person. And there's no better team to walk you through this at your own personalized pace than Dr. Houghton and his crew. They are A++++. I cannot say enough nice things about them. So go to PerfectSmiles.com to learn more. They're located off Route 3. They've got plenty of parking. It's PerfectSmiles.com. Change your smile. Change your life. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. I'm taking all your firearm and self-defense questions every Tuesday. Join Grace and me for 2A Tuesday, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. This is the Grace Curley Show. harp on this text but i keep going back to that 484 who says i never find it amusing when anyone gets fired it's like maybe amusing is not the right word but there is something the key here is just the apology i i'm such a i'm i'm so not a fan of the non-apology apology for me it's worse either apologize or stand your ground but i do not like this well things happen these vague statements in the new york times like things happened but i had a tough childhood and i was part of a well-laid trap and it was a gotcha moment and and clearly there was racist talk are you did you do something wrong yes or no and i don't know what this is i don't remember this ever being a thing when I was growing up, it was like, you actually had to apologize for things if you did something wrong. And again, if somebody apologizes, I'm like, good for you. Good on you. Good on you. Because nowadays, it's, I think it always takes a lot for people to admit they're wrong. I think that's just human nature. But nowadays, it takes a lot. Because I, and this is going to sound crazy. Maybe I'm, maybe now I sound liberal here, but I think it does go back to Trump. Or at least like the Trump movement. People think if I apologize for doing something wrong, then that means Christopher Rufo's right. And that means it's a win for the right wing echo chambers and the right wingers on Twitter. And I can't admit that they're right because they can't win. Because if they win, then he's going to win. And then democracy is... And it's like, no, no, no. Did you do something wrong? Not your truth, not your version of events. Did you plagiarize? Yes or no? And nowhere in this op-ed does she actually own up to it. She uses all these euphemisms, which, and I will say this, as bad as her euphemisms are for just plagiarizing, that one you played a couple days ago from CNN still reigns supreme. That, that guy Egan trying to say, well, it's, she didn't plagiarize. She copied other people's words. And I'm sitting here going, I did not know that all these years I had the wrong definition of plagiarism. I would have operated very differently in college had I known that this was, that these were the guidelines we were abiding by. Well, it was like, wasn't there a guy that called Howie that said it only applies to science yeah. or something like that? And I was like, um, Joe Biden would love to hear about that. Mike Barnacle. I mean, you could go down the line here. We will uh, talk about this. I also, I do want to talk about Mallorca's because I didn't get a chance to play the sound from yesterday. And there's someone on Twitter, uh, Arielle Davidson. She's pretty good. And she said, 
it's almost like now the left has this giant wheel and they spin it and it either lands on Trump, climate change or racism. He's landed on climate change. We'll talk about that when we come back. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. I was just going through my Twitter or my X, whatever you're going to call it. And I was looking back on this day three years ago when we started the show. And I said, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Tune in to the show today from 12 to 3 on RKO. And, you know, we have so many great affiliates Um, WGAN. There's just, you know, all over. And we appreciate every single one of you. And I was reading the responses and everyone was so nice and encouraging like grace you're gonna kill it and then someone did post the video of my opening monologue three years ago we've definitely improved i mean there's no doubt that it was a little you know in the beginning we were a little rusty but you guys were there from the beginning so many of you and you guys thought i could do it and i was just telling emma in the green room because i get this a lot there's something very satisfying about when someone will come up to me and say you know when they first said they were giving you your own show i thought you were gonna suck but you're actually not that bad. That for me, I should say like that's the best you can do for a compliment, but I get what they're saying. It's like you really came into this not knowing and I didn't know either, but I think we've we've managed and I'm very proud of this show. I'm very proud of all of our affiliates, of all of our listeners. I appreciate each and every one of you and keep listening because year three, baby, we got a lot of fun in store. Now, one of the most popular segments of this show is Woke or Joke, and Emma Foley joins us for it right now. Everything woke turns to shit, okay? I started a joke. <laughs> uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Pink-haired wokers. <laughs> the word woke means loser. <laughs> the joke was on me. yeah and this is a popular segment emma's gonna read a headline you have to decide is it woke is it it's real or is it a joke and if you do win stay on the line you'll be entered to win a 50 dollars gift card because woke or joke is brought to you by aviva trattoria i have been dreaming about a chicken parm from aviva trattoria i might have to get one this weekend because it's gonna be cold it's gonna be snowy they have so many delicious warm classic dishes but you can also you know try something new they've got lighter stuff salads apps they're doing such a great job at all the Aviva locations and you can also get a gift card there it's the perfect gift for any occasion so to find the Aviva nearest you go to avivatrattoria.com Jared are you ready to go Emma are you ready to go I am ready okay then let's go to the lines oh and by the way uh, I didn't really promote this that much on the other before the break so let me remind people it's 844-500-4242 if you didn't get on the first time keep trying because people will drop off as we go let's start with michael you are first up on woker joke are you ready for your headline michael i am all right michael here is your headline therapy llamas deliver instant joy with hugs for weary travelers at portland airport that's got to be a joke that is woke. Ooh. Sorry, Michael. So PDX not a joke. was actually I've in the seen news. a lot of llamas. They were in the news yesterday because they had uh, some of the anti-Israel protesters at PDX. So between the anti-Israel protesters and the llamas, I don't know if this would make me less anxious or like if I show up to an airport. It was wild. 
And there's all these people protesting and screaming and, and you know, calling for, for the river, from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free. And then I turn around and I see a bunch of llamas chilling out. I don't know. I might feel like I'm high or something. And then you miss your flight and you're not really super excited about joining the pro-Palestinian movement or the pro-llama movement, which is apparently a thing, having llamas at parties. Having llamas at parties. You see, that that seems like it would be a lot of work and kind of smelly. Yes, and they're 350 pounds. Yeah, so These it's, animals. These are big, big guys. Give me a little bit of details on how this is going to work. Having a llama at our next party? No, no, no. Having a llama at the airport. So it was part of their Christmas festivities. They bring these huggable and mammoth llamas named Benny and Prince. And they called up Mountain Peaks Therapy Llamas and Alpacas. So these are therapy llamas and they're supposed to de-stress all of the travelers. And apparently it worked. It's like hugging a teddy bear for a child. Okay. Okay. Well, if it's going to de-stress people, I mean, Lord knows traveling nowadays, you need to de-stress any way you can, I guess. Uh, Jonathan, you're next up on Wilker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Jonathan? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. All right, Jonathan, here is your headline. Taylor Swift tried Travis's favorite Thai curry live, and his expression is giving a 2024 engagement. I'm going to say joke. That is a joke. By the way, that was a joke. That's not true. How do you feel about Travis? Is it Travis? No, that's Courtney and Travis. What do they call Travis and Taylor? Travis. Travis. Okay. How do you feel about Travis? I don't. I don't. I don't follow. I don't care. It's a lot at this point. See, I could tell by your expression you knew this was a joke because you hadn't read this. You did not click on that one. And I read. And you know what? I don't blame either of them really. I, I know he obviously likes attention. He and so does she. I mean, let's be honest. Um, and it's so do I. I mean, it's the nature of the business. But at this point, it's like everyone else is trying to clout chase, and everyone else is trying to become relevant by get working that angle somehow like using even the nfl like she gets so much heat taylor swift for being shown too much they're the ones showing her everyone's trying to make themselves important or you know gain some sort of following by using this taylor swift travis kelsey and it's not their fault that now when i see a headline i'm i want to put my head through a wall because it's all i read about now it's everywhere and it's the stupidest things i don't mind if you tell me that she went to this restaurant with him and you have a picture of what she's wearing i don't mind that I like to see the styles, but some of the headlines are just moronic. I think you do probably have a lot of happy husbands because their wives are now joining them to watch NFL football. Mm, Do you think? No, because then they cut to Taylor Swift. So then it's a they're back at neutral. I don't know when I'm watching football. I, I guess I guess sometimes I'm just watching. But a lot of times, you know what that ends up being is me asking questions. And I don't know if guys enjoy that. Like, I don't know if my husband's, oh, this is so much better now that Grace is here asking me all sorts of questions. They don't. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that that's fun for him. Um, all right, let's go to George. You're next up on the Grace Curley Show. Are you ready for your headline, George? I'm ready. I am ready, Grace and Taylor. Okay. All right, George, here is your headline. <laughs> Flirty AI Santa wants to sext with you. You've been very naughty this year. That's a joke. That is woke. It's real. Not a joke. Not a joke. 
flirty AI Santa wants to sext with you. Yes, so it's all part of this erotic audio app. Um, not We are not sponsored. And it costs $7.99 a month. And they have added a festive feature where you can text with some sort of chat bot who is either Saint Nick or one of his elves. I don't like the world now. $7.99 a month. That's kind of steep. Yeah, that's like almost a Planet Fitness membership. Yeah. Okay. Ed, you're up next. Are you ready for your headline, Ed? I sure am. Okay. All right, Ed, here is your headline. Dylan Mulvaney radiates trans joy as she celebrates gender change on new passport. You know, I'm going to have to go with woke. That is woke. Not a joke. Not a joke. Now let's party! Dylan is back in the news. Yeah, Dylan Mulvaney. And you know what? It's now to the point where conservatives get so angry about all things Dylan Mulvaney that I think the the social media platforms that they're on must be even more... The numbers must be better. Like, there's definitely... Because that's how these social media influencers, that's how you gauge everything, right? It's like how many followers All you about have. clicks, yep. Yeah. So if you're hated, it's like what Howie says, every knock a boost. So I, exactly. I, business is booming for Dylan. Exactly, yes. Six figures for the Bud Light thing, award, Forbes 30 under 30, a streamy, which is like an Emmy for social media. He, he's doing great. Okay. Uh, Lori. Still haven't been kissed yet. Lori, you're up next on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Lori? I am. All right, Lori, here is your headline. Six winter break activities to strengthen your gender equitable home. I'm going to say woke. That is a joke. Sorry, sorry, Lori. By the way, that was a joke. That's not true. We still have time for a couple more. So it's 844-500-4242-443 says my husband hates the questions. He can't stand watching TV with me. Yeah, my husband right now is rewatching Game of Thrones, and I don't really watch it. I just, when I'm in the living room, I ask questions, which is, that has to be the most annoying, because it's like, why do you even care? You're not even watching the show. But I'll come in and I'll go, why is he so mad? What's he so mad about? What does she do? Are they friends? No, they don't like each other. And he's like, good God. But he's so nice. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, this guy, this guy. Game of Thrones is complicated, though. Yes, you have to really follow exactly what's happening. There's this whole other world. Oh, going there's on. multiple worlds going on. It's it's not for me. Steve, you're up next on the Grace Curley show. Are you ready for your headline, Steve? Yep. All right, Steve, here is your headline. Fifteen times straight people Columbus gay culture. Woke. That is woke. Columbus. Not yes, so it's a verb. Not a joke. No. Is it supposed to be like culturally appro- or appropriated? That's yes, the new yes. Way of saying it. So, or colonized. Right. Something along those lines. Okay, so, give me some info on this. Okay, so some of them I cannot read on the air. Um, oh. <laughs> others are pretty humorous, though. Um, fiber supplements. Apparently, that was not for straight people before. The heterification of gay bars for bachelorette parties. So now you have bachelorette parties and the bachelorette situation infiltrating and colonizing gay bars you know i don't like articles like this because 
this person is whoever whoever wrote this is like speaking for the entire gay community and i'm sure there's a lot of gay bars that like when uh, a group comes in and starts spending money there like i don't think that when you put out these stories you're talking for the entire oh we don't like when uh straight people use gay bars for their bachelorette Okay, maybe the person who wrote the story doesn't like it, but all gay people don't like it. I have a hard time believing that. Right. You don't like people going into your establishment and spending money? Right. Here's my favorite. Um, pumping iron to Lady Gaga. So apparently you can't do that unless you are gay and a lifter. Okay. Okay. The more you know. The more you know. That's the theme of Woker Joke. The more you know. Tom, you're next up on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Tom? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. All right, Tom, here is your headline. Help. My sister still expects equal gifts for her dogs and kids in this economy. (laughs) That's a joke. Although I'm sure there are some sisters out there. My By the sister, way, that was a joke. That's not true. My sister doesn't have dogs or kids, but she's expecting the same level of gifts even in this economy. In this economy? In this economy. Love your dog. Yeah. I think this year I... So I have nieces now. I, I really just focused on the kids for Christmas. I don't... Getting adults. Like, I get my parents something. I'll get my in-laws something. Because, you know, they, they're so helpful and, you know, they help me out a lot. But... <sighs> It's also, it just gets to a point, and I saw somebody, I don't want to take credit for this, because I want to cite this adequately. I saw somebody make some sort of TikTok or Instagram or something. Not a TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, but sometimes they get repurposed onto Mm -hmm. Instagram. Don't come for me. Um, And it was talking about how we're in this weird situation now where you're buying adults gifts just to buy them a gift, just so you don't seem like a bad person person it's almost it's almost like you're throwing it out there as some sort of you know shield or don't don't hate me and then people will have backup gifts because if someone shows up at your house with a gift for you and you didn't get a gift for them you have to reach into your pantry and grab your backup gift that you kept for this exact situation but you know what i did this year i really only got gifts that i was that i felt moved to get if that makes sense like okay here's an example my mother-in-law she loves a specific kind of toaster she was talking about this toaster so i got her the toaster because i was like that's a gift she wants and she'll be happy and she'll use it and she'll use it and it makes sense but my brothers typically i'd go out and i buy them like a sweater and on christmas eve emma you know this i was so excited to just be able to chill out and enjoy the christmas spirit i'm like i'm not going to the mall the day before Christmas Eve or on Christmas Eve to buy a sweater for one of my brothers who doesn't even want a sweater just so I can say I got my brother a sweater. Like, who cares? Wouldn't wouldn't you rather just soak in the Christmas spirit? And it's like, we always say, oh, well, Christmas becomes so stressful for adults. Yeah, because we make it stressful. Best part about having a kid, I did not get gift one for my extended family this year, and I don't need gifts. It was awesome. Yeah, you have to be he the change, the, though. He got, he got all the gifts. And yeah, it was great. Nobody wants to do it either. Like people will say, maybe we don't do gifts this year. And so sometimes I have to look at people. Like, for example, my brother and his wife, they're both very, my brother and my sister-in-law, they're very generous, very, very nice people. And I have to look at them and I have to say, we're not doing gifts for the siblings. Do not Someone always will. Someone always will. Because once you get that gift, you're ruining it for everybody. Now we all (laughs) look like jerks when we had a plan. We had a contract. Condescending Christmas. I don't know. 
Uh, Peter, you're up next. Are you ready? You're the last one, Peter. Are you ready for your headline? Peter? Yes, I, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. All right, Peter, here is your headline. Yeah. The bullies beat Claudine Gay. Black women in academia wonder if they will be next. That's woke. That is woke. It's in the globe. Oh, of course not it is. It's in the globe. How am I not surprised? Well, did you plagiarize? Because if you didn't plagiarize, you'll probably be okay. She's. This isn't a scandal that was born from nothing. It's not like Gatsby, who like was created out of thin air. This was a scandal because she plagiarized almost 50 times. And she didn't answer a very simple question. She answered it in the most idiotic way fa- possible. That's why... She got the boot. It didn't. It wasn't because she's black. I, I know my audience knows this. I gotta stop yelling at everybody. Oh, gosh, let's break here, Emma. Thank you so much. Thank you, Grace. For, and this is the light on three years. Oh, thank you. This is the light segment of the Grace Curly Show, and yet here I am still screaming. Uh, three years. Thank you, Emma. We appreciate it. We've had so much fun. We'll be right back because we're heading into the third year, and we have so much to get to. Don't go anywhere. The Grace Curly Show will be right back. This is The Grace Curley Show. This is interesting. ISIS claims responsibility for Iran bombings. We touched on this a little bit yesterday, but that's an update for you from Fox. Today's poll question is brought to you by Colette Tours and the November 16th listener getaway to Iceland with Caroline Levitt. For more information, go to gracecurleyshow.com and just click on the listener getaway banner. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is will DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas be impeached? We have to play this sound. We will play it when we come back. He's been having a rough... I don't know why he's on a media tour and not just hiding out, um, because that's typically his tactic when it comes to the open border. But he was really bad. Like he's trying to he's trying to blame the governors who are busing migrants to New York City and Chicago for the border crisis as if it's somehow their fault. There's a reason there's all these people who are getting on the buses and being reticketed to their final destination. And it's not because of these Republican governors, despite what Mayorkas might have you believe. So I'm going to say yes. Twenty eight percent say yes. Seventy two percent say no. We've got that, and we've got so much more on that front. We're going to talk about illegal immigration, and also Mayor Adams taking digs at L.A., which is a really funny story. We'll get to that when we come back.